0: Hi everyone and thank you for tuning into the Daily Delights Podcast. This is your host Chef Kristen. As always, thank you all for tuning in. So today's podcast episode is actually going to be more so of a Valentine's Day special. So if you're looking for sample menu or, you know, recipe ideas, we got you covered today. Um, Literally, I've kind of tried to keep everyone in mind whether it be for a romantic meal whether it be um for your family you know where kids are involved uh or even you know just you know they have the new term galentine's day you know where a bunch of girls get together a lady and her girlfriends get together and just kind of have a girl's night out or girl's night in type situation but i've tried to cover all of the bases i've done um suggestions for breakfast for lunch for dinner for dessert um and i've tried to actually also the suggestion menu suggestion as well as the recipes i've tried to actually kind of keep in mind that not everyone is comfortable in the kitchen and not everyone has time so if you have any time restrictions or you know everyone's time is valuable but if you are working with a tight schedule at work or whatever the case may be um i try to keep all those things in mind so kind of going into actually what the sample menu is is we have breakfast for breakfast we have uh, a frittata fruit salad and then you can also do like toast or some type of bread or croissant or what have you and then oj orange juice or a mimosa for lunch um I have a recipe for you all for a chicken florentine flatbread. And now for dinner, we actually have a few options. So, option 1 would be a red wine beef ragu. And you can serve that dish with broccoli rob and then a good red wine. So, something like a merlot, a dry red wine, so something like a merlot or cabernet sauvignon would be pretty good served with that dish then we have is the second option roasted shrimp with peppers and a creamy coconut milk rice and then that my suggestion for a drink for that option would be like strawberry champagne margarita something fun and something that has more acidity and that can kind of brighten up the rich and creaminess of the milk as well as the shrimp and then our third and final option for the dinner course would be pan-seared chicken with leeks and tarragon and then that'll be served with roasted potatoes and wilted spinach and then my drink that I would pair that with will be like a nice Chardonnay or even a Sauvignon Blanc so um, and then moving lastly but not least to dessert um, we have two different options of shortcake minis or bananas foster bread pudding which is actually one of my client favorites Um, I do like a caramel banana foster cream i'm sorry caramel foster cream sauce and then um the actual bread pudding is banana so it actually tastes pretty good like i said a lot of my clients actually that's one of their favorites so kind of going into giving you the breakdown or recipe as to how to make a frittata So let's get into these frittatas. So what my suggestion is, um, depending on how much eggs you like and then even health-wise, I say just do one to two eggs per person. So starting off with the ingredients list, you're going to need on average about one to two eggs per person, whoever's partaking in the frittata. Um, you're going to need the cheese of whatever cheese it is that you like. So anything from cheddar to create to... Uh, parmesan to Romano, whatever type of cheese it is that you like um also veggies or meat that you may like some of you might be vegetarian vegan well if you're vegan you're obviously not eating a fatata however (laughs) maybe if you're a vegetarian or um whatever the case may be you just have certain vegetables that you are more partial to then choose those vegetables and chop dice is the i guess what I would prefer for aesthetic and for um, being able to cook and cook thoroughly and in a quick fashion I suggest that you either dice or to chop um, the vegetables and then same thing for your meats if you want bacon you want ham you want sausage whatever steak cook your meat beforehand dice it chop it also the pan you use. So basically, if you do not know what a frittata is, the easiest way that I like to describe it is, is that a frittata is pretty much quiche, but without the pie crust. So the pan that you use is totally and completely up to you. I've seen people use a um, like just a regular saute pan, and if it's oven safe, they make the frittata in the pan and just throw the whole pan in the oven and bake it that way. Uh, I've seen it whereas though it's cooked in like baking sheets or baking pans, like a nine by twelve or whatever the case may be, and they baked it that way. I myself have cooked it even in muffin pans um for clients, so if you kind of want more of the individual uh bite size or you know how to do like mini cakes and whatnot nowadays, if you want something that size, then just put the frittata in a muffin pan that way one you don't have to worry about cutting it or slicing it Two, it's kind of cute it has the kind of it gives you a quiche look but it's again it doesn't have the pie crust so whatever it is pan that you want to use out of those options feel free to do so but also uh, when you are using a actual like saute pan or even the baking pan I suggest with the baking pan obviously it would have to be cut in squares Um, The slices in the actual saute pan, whatever it is that you want, you can slice it like a pie or a pizza slice type deal, or you can even slice that um, in squares as well. But what you want to do, starting to actually make the frittata, is crack your eggs in a bowl, add some salt and pepper to taste, and... To, you know, to give it the seasoning. And then you just want to actually kind of whip the eggs up like you're getting ready to scramble them. That's in a separate bowl. Then you want to actually cook or saute your veggies and your meat up to temperature. Then you add whatever your cheese of choice was to the egg mixture and mix that together. Then what you're actually going to do is, again, whatever pan it is that you're going to bake the frittata in, is you're going to slowly combine the egg to the uh cooked veggies or meat so slowly little by little add the egg in or if you already um if you're transferring the pan i would suggest you put whatever like i said put the meat in and slowly egg add the egg so that way it doesn't kind of scramble on site because again you want it to kind of fluff up and give you that nice component like a quiche I'm sorry. So then after that, you're going to actually put your pan in the oven. Your oven should be preheated to about 350 degrees Fahrenheit and then cook it for about 10 minutes Um, or until it gives you, like I said, that quiche look. Whereas though it's kind of firm, but it's fluffy. It's you can tell your egg is cooked. And then again, you just let it cool down some and then slice it, plate it and then. Again, with because it's being served for your breakfast, then I would just serve it with either sliced fruit or you can make a fruit salad in advance, however, however it is you like your fruit and then even for your fruit, if you want to add a little extra, just maybe drizzle some honey on your fruit and then do your bread component and then make your your glass of orange juice or your mimosa, which all the mimosa is is orange juice and champagne, and there's your so for lunch, I picked for you all. Chicken Florentine Flatbread. Now, the reason why I chose that is because I was actually trying to keep in mind the fact that, again, it is lunch. So you want something that's going to fill you up, but you want something that's light. However, I also was trying to keep in mind the fact that you need something that's not time consuming that's for lunch. Something that you can kind of eat on the go if need be, depending on, you know, what it is that you do for work or what type of time schedule you have. That you're allotted. And then I figured, you know, it's just something kind of nice to have just to let someone know if you're making the lunch for them, just to let them know, like, hey, I know it's Valentine's Day. I was just thinking about you. Know, I wanted you to have something special. And then even if, you know, you're a stay at home mom or, you know, you wanted to do an activity with the kids and even make it for their lunch and, you know, make it with them the night before, then you could do that as well. Everybody loves pizza, everyone loves flatbread. So with that in mind, You're gonna, this uh, recipe is for about two to three people. So, kinda cheated a little bit. You're gonna need about two to three flatbreads. So you can use naan or any other flatbread, pita bread. um, Can be homemade, you can purchase it. But the way I uh, did this recipe is as if, you know, the flatbread is already made. (coughs) I'm sorry. Then you're going to also need about two tablespoons of melted butter, four teaspoons of Italian seasoning. So what that consists of is usually rosemary, thyme, basil, uh, oregano, or tarragon, or both. Two boneless skinless chicken breasts and then you're going to actually pound them out to about a a half inch thick and then you dice it or chop it. Same difference. Um, Next you're going to need about a quarter teaspoon of salt and pepper. A half teaspoon of chopped or minced garlic, a cup of uh, halved cherry tomatoes, and then one-fourth cup of grated Parmesan. And then for a garnish, you can either use uh, chopped basil, you can make a uh, chef a with the basil, um, or some diced tomatoes. So first you're going to start off preheating your oven to about 400 degrees Fahrenheit. And then I actually want you to line the uh, baking sheet with either parchment paper or uh, foil. If you use foil, you're gonna need to uh, either use some oil spray or butter or something to kind of coat the uh, foil so that it doesn't stick. Which is why I personally suggest using parchment paper. <clears throat> Next, you're gonna want to season the chicken breast with the salt and the pepper and about one teaspoon of the Italian seasoning. Then you're gonna cook the uh chicken in the skillet or in your pan over medium-high heat for about six to eight minutes or until the chicken is uh cooked up the temperature then you're gonna go ahead and set your chicken aside and then next you want to actually whisk together your melted butter and two teaspoons of the italian seasoning together then you just take that butter and the seasoning mixture and actually just lightly brush it over the flatbread It's basically just kind of giving the flatbread, you know, some seasoning or a little added flavor. And then you're actually going to add your tomatoes, add the diced or chopped chicken. Going to use your garlic and then the remaining remaining seasonings and half of the Parmesan cheese. And put that on top of the flatbread. Then what you want to do is bake the flatbreads for about six to eight minutes, allowing, you know... For the meat, I'm um, sorry, allowing for the, everything to kind of melt and then also for the bread to kind of get that nice crisp crunch to it or crust, I'll say. And then gonna allow once it comes out of the oven, after the six to eight minutes, you kind of want everything to kind of cool down to a nice temperature where you can actually like try to cut it or slice it or bag it, box it, whatever you're going to do with it. And then you just, once you get done letting it cool, you just top it with your garnish and you pack it up and it's ready to go. So, that seemed like it was pretty simple enough, easy enough. So, moving on to the first dinner entree, which is the red wine and beef ragu. So, now, just to kind of give you, I guess, um, I guess a precursor. This recipe is actually really, really quick and easy. It's actually cooked in a crock pot. So if you're one of those people where you waited to the last minute, maybe you need to get out to the store or you have a lot on your plate and you really don't have a lot of time to work with. So if the first entree being or entree choice being the red wine beef ragu, which I suggested be served with or paired with, I'm sorry, Cabernet or Merlot, if you like Merlot, go for it. If not, then I definitely suggest either the Cabernet Sauvignon or the or a nice Shiraz, I'm sorry, Shiraz, which is spelled S-H-I-R-A-Z, if you don't know. Um, this meal, just to kind of give you a precursor, is very easy. It's not so much quick, but it's very easy. Um, it's for the person, more or less, who, if you want to make a nice dinner but you don't really have all the time to dedicate to it or you kind of are in the midst of still needing to run last minute errands or you have a long day at work and you don't even think maybe hey i don't have time to even cook what am i going to do i want to have a nice dinner this meal is for you this recipe actually calls for it to be cooked or prepared in a stock pot slow cooker whatever terminology you like to use so In essence, the meal is cooking itself, so if you're the typical nine-to-fiver or you work a six-to-eight-hour shift, this is definitely the meal for you. You throw everything pretty much in the slow cooker, and it cooks itself. So, just kind of give you a heads up. So, going right into the actual recipe, it calls for one can of crushed tomatoes, a half cup of red wine, and that's your red wine of choosing, I suggest using the same red wine I mean if you have a I don't want to say cheaper but a lesser valued uh, red wine at home already that you know you usually cook with or that you don't mind using to cook with then go ahead and do so if you don't then just you know because it's only calling for a half a cup just crack open the bottle that you're gonna use to eat or that you're gonna use to pair with your meal so like I said, it's, no really, it's not specific to any type of red wine, but regardless, you're going to need a half cup of red wine. You're going to need some salt. I prefer kosher salt when I'm cooking, uh, roxa salt, whatever the case may be, but kosher salt is what I like. Um, you're going to need some pepper. You're going to need one can of whole tomatoes or the stewed tomatoes, basically is what it is that you're getting. You're going to need four cloves of garlic, two medium-sized or nice-sized carrots, one large onion, and then you're going to need two sprigs of rosemary. If you are not using the actual rosemary sprigs, you can use dried rosemary. And in that case, then I suggest that you use about a quarter of a teaspoon of rosemary, of the dried rosemary, if you're not using fresh. Then you're going to need about one and a half pounds of lean beef stew, like a lean beef meat, I'm sorry, that's used for stewing. So an example of that would be like the chuck. So if you do not use a butcher and you don't really have anyone that can kind of tell you what cuts of meat you should be using for whatever dishes or whatever recipes, most um, grocery stores nowadays, actually when they label the meat, like when you look at the label and it tells you what type of cut of meat it is and the weight of the meat and all that, usually it's a sticker on that same side, but on the lower part of the packaging and it says use best for and then it gives you the suggestion whether it be roasting or pan frying or grilling or whatever the case may be so that should be like kind of just a helpful tip just to kind of keep in mind but like I said chuck using a chuck roast is pretty much really I guess the standard for using uh when you're stewing meats You're also going to need 12 ounces of Parpardelle noodles or some type of a wide noodle. You're going to need a half half cup of chopped parsley and one-fourth cup of grated Parmesan or Romano. Another uh, tip that I would give is if you've used uh, Parmesan cheese, you have some available in your home use that or if you have used the Parmesan cheese that has um, been suggested for either the flatbread recipe that I gave or even the frittata recipe whatever the case may be stick with grated Parmesan cheese if you're not a cheese lover and you know you're not going to use the cheese as quickly as it's needed before it goes bad don't go out and buy a boatload of different ingredients that you can't necessarily reuse so like I said if you use grated parm or use parmesan cheese stick with that you're going to need a one-fourth of a cup for this recipe now the steps are as follows so again remember this recipe is going in the slow cooker itself so in the slow cooker you're actually going to whisk together the crushed tomatoes the red wine 1 4 teaspoon of salt a half teaspoon of pepper, and the whole tomatoes. And so what you want to do with the whole tomatoes, either you can use, because they're soft and they're stewed, you can either use the whisk, or, you know, you've washed your hands, you can use your hands. You, If you're like me, some foods I just don't like to touch, so even after I wash my hands, I throw on gloves. So you have on your gloves, you can always break apart the um, tomatoes that way as well. But those whole tomatoes you want to kind of break apart, because that's kind of what makes a ragu a ragu is having the chunky tomato bits so then you're gonna stir in the garlic and the rosemary and then finally you want to add the meat so then you're gonna throw the lid on and you're gonna cook it for about six to eight hours if you're cooking it on low and if not, then you put it on about... um, if you put it on high, it's gonna take about four to five hours now, ideally what you're looking for is um, for the meat to be the temperature obviously but also for it to shred and it'll be a whole lot easier than what you think even if you hit it in that four to five hour mark because it has the red wine in there and red wine due to the acidity tends to break down the enzymes in the meat which is going to make it uh more tender as well so it'll happen you'll actually achieve your goal in that allotted time frame either the six to eight hours on low or the four to five hours on high and then at about 20 minutes before serving you want to bring some water in a pot to a boil add some salt for flavoring i even add um what is it called olive oil for flavoring to my noodles as well when i'm boiling them only because one i like the flavor two in a situation like this where i'm cooking it and the noodles are going to be used 20 minutes prior to you know i'm only cooking the noodles. 20 minutes prior to actually serving them. You don't need to, you know, old school how we were taught. You have to boil the noodles and then run and strain them and then run them under the cold water to stop them from cooking. So we don't need to do the old school uh, version of putting cooking the noodles, straining them, running the ice cold water over them to stop them from cooking if we're just going to reheat them again or, you know, heat them in a pan again to actually serve. So uh, what you need to do is, like I said 20 minutes before serving, bring your water to a boil, add your salt, add the oil if you like, strain them once they're tender and al dente and kind of put them to the side. So next what you actually want to be doing is remove the, um, take your fork or whatever and remove the fat or trim the fat from your actual uh, stock or the sauce and then actually if you use the fresh rosemary you're going to actually remove the sprigs of rosemary from the actual ingredients in the crockpot and then using a fork you want to actually begin to pull apart the meat into just smaller pieces. It doesn't necessarily have to be shreds. It doesn't have to be in a specific uh, size or whatever. You just want it to be in smaller pieces from the actual roast itself. And then to kind of finish things up, then you serve the meat in the ragu sauce, so everything that's in the crock pocket, you serve that over the pasta and sprinkle some Parmesan cheese over top as garnish. Uh, As far as doing your broccoli rob or just even if you don't want to use broccoli rob, you can use regular broccoli sauteed what i do is is you get a medium-sized saucepan i'm um, not saucepan i'm sorry saute pan and if you have one with a lid that's even better put just a little bit of oil in the pan like not even well maybe like a quarter of a teaspoon in the pan and Well, half teaspoon, I'm sorry, in the pan. And you're actually going to bring it up to medium heat. Take your broccoli rob or your broccoli, throw it in the pan, add some salt, some pepper for seasoning. And what I do is, like, once I start to kind of saute it and it's kind of caramelizing or what have you, I just take the lid to the pot and put it right over top and cook it the rest of the way until it gets al dente. And serve that right along the side of the bowl. Or in a nice little dish and that's next up is your second entree choice which is the roasted shrimp with the peppers and the coconut rice so for this recipe you're going to need three tablespoons of olive oil one clove of garlic three fourths cup of a dry white wine which would be like a chardonnay or something of the sort uh, even like a seven blanc is fine you need one medium-sized onion you need one cup of rice kosher salt to taste or whatever type of salt you use. You're going to need one pound of peeled and deveined shrimp, one pint of grape tomatoes, and then you're going to need two cups of coconut milk. Now with this meal I actually paired it with a strawberry and champagne margarita which will actually be the next recipe that I give after I finish giving the recipe for the roasted shrimp and peppers. So what you're going to need to do is heat the oven for to about, I'm sorry, 425 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you're going to actually take and heat up in a saucepan over medium-high heat one tablespoon of oil. You're going to then add the onions and cook those. Then stirring occasionally, you want to stir in the garlic and the white wine. And then again, with cooking, because this is in a pan as opposed to the other recipe, Which was in a crock pot. The alcohol eventually gets cooked out. But because this is in a pan. And it cooks a whole lot faster. You're going to actually have to reduce the wine. And cook the alcohol out of it. Otherwise when you go to eat it. It's going to have like a very acidic. And uh, sour taste to the meal. So you have to make sure you cook all the wine out. And you can smell it once it cooks out. Because it will smell sweeter. Your food will. um, The wine itself will. As opposed to smelling like wine and your food then you want to in the same stock pot add rice uh, add your rice and add the coconut milk then you're gonna cover it and hey reduce mommy. the heat when you reduce the heat reduce the heat to about like where basically where it is though it'll be simmering and then after about 20 minutes you want to turn the heat off and just use a fork and fluff the rice and basically all that is just kind of mixing it and then in a large baking sheet, what you want to do is toss the shrimp, the peppers, and tomatoes with the remaining oil. And also with about a half a teaspoon of salt and pepper. And then just put them, put the pan in the oven to roast. And what you're going to do is roast it until the shrimp tails are red in color. Which is going to take you about 10 to 12 minutes approximately. And then after that, just take the shrimp from the uh the basically your ingredients that were in the oven and serve them over top of the rice and then as far as, as far as the garnish is, is concerned you can use parsley that's fine but if you have any green onion or scall- scallions around the house you can use those as well for your garnish moving on to the cocktail which is the strawberry champagne margarita that's calling for one cup of whole strawberries. So, hold H-U-L-L-E-D, is when you take the stem and the core of the strawberry, when you remove those. So, you need to do that to about one cup of strawberries. You're going to need three-fourths a cup of champagne, whatever champagne you like. I recommend using a Prosecco. Prosecco is a sweeter champagne, so it's going to go nicely pair nicely with the strawberries because you already have enough acidity because your next ingredients are 1 4th cup of lime lime juice 1 4th cup of triple sec 3 4th cup of tequila and then also last but not least your final ingredients are you're gonna need pink rock sugar which is like basically you know the rock candy or you can actually use salt either one is fine so step one is you're gonna puree the strawberries until they're very smooth Step two is you combine all your ingredients together except for the salt or the sugar. You want to shake it well, whereas though it's blended. And then step three, you're going to rim your glass with the sugar or the salt. And your final step is you pour the margarita over ice in your glass. And that is it. Last but not least, for your entree options is the pan seared chicken breast with spinach and roasted potatoes i recommended pairing this with a nice chardonnay or sauvignon blanc so what you're gonna need are your ingredients are as follows is four boneless skinless chicken breasts leeks one tablespoon of butter salt to taste pepper one pound of spinach one clove of garlic 1 fourth pound of red potatoes You need some dry white wine You're gonna need 1 fourth tablespoon of tarragon one large onion and three tablespoons of oil So the directions are as follows in a saute pan. You want to add your tarragon your oil uh, Which is going to be one tablespoon of the oil you're going to add the chicken you're going to season it with some salt and pepper, and you're going to add your chopped leeks. Next, what you want to do is, is brown and cook the uh, chicken and those ingredients on medium to high heat. Next, you're going to dice the potatoes and mix the potatoes with about a tablespoon of oil, salt, and pepper. And then you're going to put that the potatoes onto a large baking sheet and place in the oven at about 425 degrees Fahrenheit for about 15 minutes. And then you're going to need another pan, another uh, saute pan or frying pan, whatever the case may be. And you add onions, garlic, and the spinach, and you're just going to literally wilt that, like cook it down on medium heat and cook it down until the spinach starts to wilt. And by that point, your onion should become translucent, and your garlic will be white, in color then what you want to do is add your dry white wine and the butter to the same pan as your chicken and you're gonna bring the pan I'm sorry bring the heat down to low whereas though it can simmer and also the alcohol can be rendered out of it then you're gonna take your spinach and you're gonna plate that at the bottom then your chicken Once it's cooled down, you can kind of slice on the bias if you like. Put your chicken breast, or leave them whole, however you choose. Put the chicken breast on top of the spinach. Then that same sauce that's been kind of rendered down from the chicken pan, you're going to pour that over top of the chicken. And then you can have, in a side dish, your roasted potatoes. Again, these are quick and simple and easy to execute recipes. So, for your first dessert option, we have shortcake minis. So, again, because we were trying to keep in mind that Valentine's Day is on a work work day um, this year. Well, on a Wednesday, I should say. Um, And because of the fact that a lot of people are pressed for time, we've kind of gone the shortcut route on some of these recipes, or on a lot of these recipes, I'll say. So for the money shortcakes, you're actually either going to want to use a couple of wine or some wine glasses, or if you have nice size shot glasses, like two to three ounce shot glasses, you can use that as well and kind of make them shortcake shooters as opposed to shortcake minis, however you choose, but either use a shot glass or the wine glass. You're going to need two to four tablespoons of raspberry or strawberry jam, you're going to need two to three slices of angel food cake or pound cake. You're gonna need about a half to a, one cup of strawberries and raspberries. That have been, uh, the strawberries need to be holed as, um, as well for this recipe. You're gonna need one fourth a cup to a half cup of whipped cream. And then you're gonna need about four to six mint leaves, which is gonna be your garnish, and that's totally optional. So, as far as um, this recipe goes, as far as me saying, I guess, everything is kind of between this count and the next. Again, that's going to, I guess, be a factor in uh, what size glass you use. So, depending on the glass, if you're using the shooter glasses, use the smaller end of the ingredients on the spectrum. If you are using the wine glasses, use the larger amount. Or larger quantity, I should say. So, again, this recipe is short and sweet. All you're going to do is layer the jam, the cake, and the fruit, your berries, and whipped cream. You're going to make sure when you're layering, you should start and finish with a layer of whipped cream. So, basically, you can do whipped cream, then either your cake or your berries. It doesn't really matter. And then jam and then the same thing next is your whipped cream and then either your berries or your cake and then the jam and you keep doing so until you've reached the top of your glass then uh, again because you finished and started your layering with whipped cream all you have to do is take your mint leaves and put two of the uh, mint leaves in each glass As garnish and you're done that's literally it for the shortcake minis moving on next to the bananas foster bread pudding that's uh, a little bit more time-consuming and intricate than the shortcake but nonetheless again it's very simple so for the bananas foster bread pudding you're going to need eight tablespoons of butter you're going to need four bananas that have been diced You're going to need six tablespoons of light brown sugar, one cup of milk, one cup of heavy cream, two eggs, one egg yolk, one cup of granulated sugar. You're going to need a teaspoon of salt. You're going to need six slices of firm white bread or you can use a half uh, of a loaf of French baguette roll. And then last but not least, your final ingredient is, is you're going to need about a half cup of either Disarono or whiskey. I've used both, either or, to be very honest with you, it kind of depends on what I have available to me. It's either always either Disarono or whiskey, but they both work great. They both taste delicious. And like I said, whatever your preference is. So what you're going to do is heat your oven to about 325 degrees Fahrenheit, 325 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to put one tablespoon of butter in a 9 by 12 inch pan. So that's kind of literally the same size pan you would use if you were using the pan for the frittata. You're going to cook four tablespoons of butter, two tablespoons of brown sugar, and you're going to cook it until the sugar melts and then actually what you want to do next is add either the whiskey or the disaronno that you've chosen one of the two add that alcohol to that mixture that is in the pan and again make sure you cook the alcohol out oh however i'll say this you cook the in this recipe because it is um what is it called a dessert i'm sorry If you have children that are eating this, because again, the whiskey and the De is more so for the flavor. If you have children that are eating it, I would put it in and obviously cook it down and render and remove the alcohol from it. If you're adults partaking in it and you kind of want to get a nice little buzz or whatever the case may be um, from the sauce, that's perfectly fine. Think along the lines of like a rum cake or whatever. You can just add the alcohol. That's fine. Um, But if you're one of those type of people, even if kids aren't involved and you just don't like the taste of alcohol, make sure you cook it, cook the alcohol out. And then um, you're going to actually let that mixture or that sauce bring your heat down to low or simmer and let it simmer until the sauce itself condenses. And if like if you use a spoon and you're stirring it, that it kind of coats, you get a thin coating on the uh, back layer of your spoon or on the spoon period going to set that sauce to the side and then next what you're going to do is is beat the milk the heavy cream your egg yolk and the grant the remainder of the granulated sugar together then you're either going to dice or you can pull apart the bread it doesn't necessarily have to be diced um i found that because it's bread pudding it's all Bounce it all gets bound to get back together anyway, so it's not as if it's a factor of it being aesthetically pleasing because, again, because it's bread pudding and it's all gonna end up fused back together, doesn't really matter. So it's up to you, it's up to how I guess type A or anal you are, anal retentive you are. But either, like I said, you're either gonna dice or pull apart the bread, then you want to mix in with the bread, but the bananas. And then from there, you're going to pour that liquid mixture. Not your sauce with the Dissarano in it, but the liquid mixture of the milk, the cream, the egg, all that good stuff, the sugar. You're going to pour that liquid mixture in with the bananas and the bread. And you're going to just kind of gently fold it all together. Use a rubber spatula and just kind of fold it or mix it in together. Then you're going to bake the... uh, Bread pudding mixture, those con the contents, you're going to bake that for about 30 minutes and cover it with foil. It's important that you cover it so that way um, the bread kind of absorbs that milk mixture. So, you're going to cook it with um, and cover it with foil for about 30 minutes. Then, what you want to do is remove the foil and bake it for another. 25 minutes or until it's somewhat firm, I'm sorry, and golden brown in color, and not as uh, gelatinous. Let it cool down just a little bit, long enough for, it's totally up to you. I've literally sliced it and kind of put the sauce over it then on, you know, on the plate and served it that way. But then I've also had it where people are just more, um... Or less informal I'll say or even want to add ice cream to it and they're like look just scoop it out of the pan that's good for me we can put it in the bowl I can throw some ice cream on top and you could put the sauce over top of you know the ice cream and the um, banana bread pudding at that point it's totally up to you but literally you just kind of let it cool down if you're gonna cut it and literally you can serve it like I said warm or at room temperature but again, when you serve it, just don't forget your delicious sauce that you made with the either your whiskey or your DeSorono. And that kind of brings us to a close. I just want to say thank you yet again for all the listeners for tuning in. Um, you can listen on any podcast platform that you may have available to you. And it is just, you know, you can just literally search Daily Delights. The icon that pops up will say hashtag Chef Kristen, hashtag... Uh, Daily Delights, if you're not sure what a hashtag is in 2018, it's literally the pound symbol that we had on the phones back in the day, <laughs> the landlines. Um, but literally, uh, you can listen on the platform, podcast platform, or you can listen online, and the website for that is anchor.fm slash chef hyphen Kristen. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash c-h-e-f hyphen k-h-r-y-s-t-y-n feel free to subscribe once you've uh, found us on the podcast platform to our podcast Um, and if you are led to or feel the need to share the podcast feel free to share the podcast with anyone whether it be people you meet in passing family, friends, co-workers, other food lovers, foodies, whatever the case may be, just feel free to share. Also, make sure that you all tune in each and every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. And thank you again for listening to the Daily Delights Podcast. Hopefully, you all have a great week. Hopefully, you have a great Valentine's Day, no matter who it is that you share that holiday with. Um, and also, just feel free, if you fo- follow us on social media, at all, um, our f- Instagram page is our daily delights. That is at the at symbol o u r d a i l y d e l i g h t s. Feel free to um, literally send us a, a DM or um, contact us, or leave, feel free to leave a comment and let us know what you think of the podcast, or if you have any suggestions for the podcast itself, or even if you. Uh, used any of the recipes that were provided or even the menu sample that was provided for your Valentine's Day and made it, you know, special, and how that went for you. If you had any difficulty with the recipes, if it was very easy for you, if you liked it, disliked it, whatever the case may be, just feel free to reach out and um, give us some feedback. Thank you again for tuning in. Look forward to speaking with you all next Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time.